Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. Did you just say it's time? Stay calm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just sit here and cry. Oh, I can't so just sit here and cry. Best thing for everybody, <laughs> and the safest thing is just wear it. Get used to it. It's not that much of a burden, uh, and to just put on the mask. Or I'm gonna lose my freaking mind. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vent Lab. That intro sounds familiar. That's because it's an old intro. Because Nathan still still dealing with the Rona. Yeah, it doesn't go away right away. And we have Six Foot Sam Stevie here. Hello. Again, hanging out on the Vent Lab. Sam, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Sorry I almost broke your mic stand. Uh, Are you just going to go ahead and say that? You know Nathan's going to listen to this and he's going to hear that you you broke his, his mic stand. Let's just say Rebecca looked at me and said, are we ready to go? And I went to adjust the mic stand and the mic was in my hand a second later. Uh huh. But it's back together and we're officially ready to go. Yeah, it's okay, Nathan. It is back together. Yes. We're ready to podcast here. That was very scary, I'll be honest. Yeah. I I was a little nervous when I saw it out of the corner of my eye sitting in your hands (laughs) and I thought, Nathan is going to kill him. Yes, literally. That would have been the end of my life. And then um, I noticed that it just came off of the screw. So we're good. We're good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, Sam, you've been filling in. I have. Since, it's been since a pleasure. Nathan got the Rona. You jumped right in and uh, did, let's be honest with me, last week I over did. Skype. So those of you who are a patron got to listen to that. And now you guys get to hear Sam again, and you also get to hear me leading the podcast and pushing the buttons and doing that wrong because I apparently don't do well at pushing the buttons. Well, the best part is, is there's no camera this time. So the camera <laughs> can't die. So we've oh got that going for gosh. us. If you missed it, our Friday night live stream, it was my birthday podcast. So like there's high expectations. It's my birthday. It was my actual birthday. It wasn't even like, this is a podcast I'm doing that's around the date of my birthday. It was my birthday. I had to do my own birthday live stream. And if you remember, Nathan's birthday live stream was amazing. Like I planned that thing out, spent the whole day decorating. Grace and I made special cupcakes for him the night before, made cupcakes out of all of his favorite foods. And I think I got him a gift. No, I didn't even get him a gift. My gift was the podcast. Eventually I got him lights for the studio for his birthday. That was my present to him. But my birthday, I end up planning the entire live stream by myself. Sam comes out to join me and my daughter, Grace. It was doomed from the beginning. Although it went really well for about 18 minutes. You say that. I listened to it. I thought it was good. Okay. All right. So it went really well for, for about 18 minutes. And then the camera out of nowhere just died. Yeah. First times for everything. Honestly, I was a little brokenhearted. <laughs> like I, it was a stressful week anyway, because you know that's the week that um, the 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 Capitol got stormed. Yes, and we'll stop talking about that now. Thank you. But it was a that. really it was a really stressful week, and then Nathan got the Rona, and so you know I was handling all the stuff with the show on my own, and then it was my birthday, and I always celebrate like a full birthday week. 
I didn't even want to celebrate my birthday this year, and I still haven't completely figured out what that is. Wait, I thought you said it was a birthday month last well, year. Well, okay. There was... I. People had given me the idea to make it a birthday month, and I thought that was a great idea, but then I couldn't even celebrate my birthday week, and then it came to my birthday, and I was like, I don't even want to celebrate my birthday. Well, I'm sorry that it was rough. That being but. said, I'm pretty spoiled rotten, and I had I was surrounded by great friends and family, so I shouldn't be complaining. That's true. But yeah. I did complain still. Well, I mean, you, you kind of okay. had it right. Too. Actually, I silently complained. I was just like upset on the inside, but I never really said anything on the outside. However, after the live stream, you left. I did not say a word to anybody. I went straight to my bathroom, took a shower, like to try to like wash off all the hate. Yes, <laughs> settle down. And I cried. Aww. Like, I was so upset. And then, like, Nathan had texted me and was like, hey, how you doing? And I didn't even respond to him till later that night. And I think my response was like, I've been better. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> and then my dad called to check on me the next morning, which my dad doesn't call me very often. And so I got a voicemail from him saying, hey, are you okay? And then you really I, I watched the live stream this morning and he watched, he watches it the next day. He's like, I watched it and I hope nobody's saying anything bad about you. If they are, you know, they're wrong. You did a good job. And I was like, oh my gosh, why is my dad checking up on me? Like, did it look that bad? And then later in the afternoon, my mom calls to check on me because I didn't call my dad back. My mom's like, dad and I are pretty worried about you. And I was like, oh my God. Is that what it's like in your life? You have a one rough day and everybody's like, oh my God, are you okay? No, nobody's like ever called to check on me like that before. And I was like, how bad did I look on the live stream? Like, did I look like I was like collapsing? You were fairly stressed out. <laughs> you know, when you're looking at a firecracker and like it's the, the end of the fuse, like the gray part of the fuse that you know is about to go really yeah. quick. After the camera died, it, we, were, we were at the gray part of the fuse. <laughs> My favorite part of the live stream, which my mom brought up, was Grace had the timer that's like the cow moo thing that we yeah. turn it back and forth and makes noises, and she was playing with it. And like both of us at the same time were like, Grace, can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping the situation. Oh my God. Anyway, if you want to go back and watch that, you can go to our Facebook page The Doomed Birthday Podcast. Uh, I think I titled it The Worst Birthday Ever. Aww. <laughs> of course, I was a part of it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Imagine if you weren't, Sam, how horrible it would have been. Oh, well, thank you. Okay. Turn that one around. But things turned around quickly over the weekend because my son did something completely amazing. And I posted this on my Twitter page and my personal Facebook page. It was so nice. It made me want to cry. <sighs> I, I cried multiple times over it. And this time I wasn't crying because I was sad. Like, I, I it just truly melted my heart. So... The last couple weeks, he's been working overtime, like working late at night, and he's been working on the weekends, and he works as a mechanic, and so, like, I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, geez, they must really be slammed, like, he's putting in a lot of hours, and he's like, you know, it's okay, I can use I can use the money, you know, they're, they're paying me extra for the hours. And but he was lying. He was lying. The whole time. The entire time. So, Saturday... Um, I kind of wanted to like redeem my birthday and go out and celebrate, but neither one of my kids were there. Like well, Grace went and stayed the night at a friend's house and COVID and 
<laughs> and Zacchaeus went to um, the shop to work, said he had to work. And I'm like, geez, on my birthday, they can't even like let you spend my birthday with me. So Jay West and I went out shopping, got home that night. And right after we pulled in the driveway, Zacchaeus pulls, that's my son's name, pulls in the driveway with a car I don't recognize. And he's like, do you like my new car? And I was like, that is not your new car. Well, and he's already got a really nice Fiat. He does. And another vehicle. He has a So the third one truck. just didn't make sense. If you want to know what kind of truck it is, I will tell you it is a red one. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't know what kind I of truck don't it is? No. Can I say? Yeah. It's a Dodge Dakota. <laughs> okay. So he and, and his Dodge Dakota truck, he it's a six cylinder, and he's getting ready to drop a Rebuilt V8. There you go. Yeah. Samson, <laughs> Sam got to see it in the garage last I week. I did. So he, he's been working real hard on this truck. So when he pulls in with this car and says he bought a new car, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, why would you buy a car? And I'm like, where's your truck at? And he's like, I traded it. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, he you're was lying getting again. ready to, to, to drop a new motor. And, and he's like, I'm kidding. I bought it for Grace. And I was like, wait, what? You bought bought your little sister a car now grace just turned 16 does not have her learner's permit which means she doesn't have a driver's license right can't drive the car been thinking about wanting to drive but has had no motivation to do anything about it so he thought i'm gonna buy her this car and that's gonna motivate her to go get her learner's permit he loves cars. He loves working on cars. This car was one that came into his shop and needed a lot of work. Like it, he had already put a lot of hours into doing the repair that this person needed done. And then they found out there's actually a bunch more things wrong with it. Couldn't afford it. Yeah. yeah. So the person ended up paying part of the bill, the rest of the bill they paid off by handing over the car. And so my son bought it from his boss. And spent the rest of the time, like I said, the last couple of weeks fixing everything that needed fixed. And I'm, there's a few more things he needs to work on, but he's got time. She hasn't gotten yeah. her learners from it yet. <laughs> Still has to go through the process. Anyway, I'm making this story really long. Um, so turns out he got her this car and he brought it home Saturday night to surprise her. And so he says, well, where's Grace? And we're like, she's at a friend's house. And he's like, no, I came home to surprise her. <laughs> so he had to wait for the next day. So the next day we're at church and we know we are, we're going to have to go pick up Grace after church. And so I'm texting him during church, which we do sometimes. Wow. So I'm texting him during church and, and he's like, what time are you getting Grace? And I said, she actually needs somebody to pick her up right after church. And I was like, what if you go pick her up in the car and you tell her you bought a new car and you tell her all the work that you've been doing on this car, like the whole way home. Just talk to her about everything you've been doing to fix this car and the things that you like about it. And I said, and then when you pull in the driveway, get out of the car, toss her the keys and say, and it's yours. And he's like, bet I'm doing that. Like, that's a good idea. And I like started tearing up, like just thinking about <laughs> it. And I'm like, no, that's a, that's a great plan. So he does all that. And then he pulls in the driveway. My husband and I are waiting there with the camera ready. Like, oh, we're, of course. we're going to capture this moment. But we were nervous that she was going to be a selfish brat. Like, Does she have a track record of this? It has happened before. Okay. On Christmas, she only got like two gifts. 
And she just, she didn't know what she was getting, but she saw the amount of gifts and was so upset that she was getting so few gifts that she decided to wait to be the last person to open gifts. Like she was like, made everybody else open gifts because she was upset that she was only getting two. Ended up being an Xbox and a trip to Hawaii. So she was okay with it in the end. Some pretty big gifts. She was being a little selfish there. And so she does have a track track record with sometimes being selfish. But she wasn't this time. She wasn't this time. So he does the whole talk. He gets out of the car. He tosses her the keys. Not as smoothly as he planned. (laughs) I did. (laughs) He like hits the window with the keys and and she's like, What 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 are you doing? Picks up the keys and then he says, It's yours. I bought it for you. And she's like, No, you didn't. Like she honestly did not believe him. It took like three times of everybody saying, Yes, he bought it for you. That she's like, This is my car. And so she's freaking out, like excited, screaming, like I love his actual response. Well, I don't need three cars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What am I going to do with three cars? And then like the best part is like, I'm just recording the whole thing. Like I just, I'm going to capture every moment of this. She gets out of the car and she goes up to her brother and she wraps him in like a big hug. And he says, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And they just like held each other in this embrace. And like, as a parent, that has got to be like the best moment. Like I'm tearing up just like talking about it again, because like those two like cats and dogs their entire existence together they're four years apart in age she was annoying to him he was annoying to her just there was nothing that they had in common they just didn't get along until about his junior year in high school where he realized like he could take care of his sister he could do things to help her and like it switched in his mind and he started like talking with her and giving her advice and taking her places, which I think was the big win right there, giving her rides to the mall and taking her shopping. Super good big brother. I Anyway, they've become really close over the last few years. And this was like the pinnacle of that moment. And one thing people keep saying, like, looks like you guys are really good parents or good job, mom and dad. And like, I mean, maybe we played a role in that you did don't deny it well we played a role in it but i know lots of parents who are excellent parents and may have like three kids that are amazing and then one kid that's like totally off the charts crazy yeah and so i i don't i think i mean he's got a good heart no he's got a good heart it, it would be one thing if you know he was 25 26 27 and had an established job and was uh-huh. and was raking in the big dough and had a house and the whole nine uh-huh. but no i mean he he took it out of his own he's 19 years old yeah that, he'll be 20 in march that means more than anything in the world I, it, yeah. it took like most of the money out of his bank account to make that purchase and then he didn't care the time he put in and then he buys it for her that night, he's taking her driving, and like a coil pack goes out in it, and oh. he's got to go buy a coil pack. <laughs> <laughs> so this Good is thing he's a mechanic. This is one of those project cars that like it's got a lot of miles on the motor, and mechanic it's, special. Uh, it, he's gonna have to be fixing stuff, but it's her first car, and so it, anyway, it was really special. I spent way more time talking about that than I planned on taking talking about that, but man. It was, it was cool. a special story. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've literally told everybody about it and 
They're all amazed. I, even before I knew the details of what happened, I had just seen the video and I was uh-huh. like, I guarantee you he has had this car <laughs> at the shop for weeks. Like the story you just told, I was telling everyone in my life that exact story before I even knew it, just off of guessing off of how awesome it was that he got the car. Yeah. And I wish people knew like the full history of my son and like how far he's come and like the fight that he's had in life because he was one of those like super energetic, couldn't focus kids, but could never like diagnose him with anything like ADHD or anything like that. It was just, I, he, he's a real hands-on kid. Like that was my life. And (laughs) once he started in like the mechanic program or the auto tech program, I believe is what it was called at his high school he started like really thriving. Well, it was that. And then he started in swim and swim was, he was amazing at swim. And so those were big motivators, but like he found his passion to see him go from like really struggling and being like heavily bullied because of his struggle and to see him like excel like this. Yeah. It's a proud, it's a proud parent moment. See, he's excelling. I'm just hiding behind a, oh a mic. Gosh, no, <laughs> Sam, you are doing so amazing. I'm just going to brag on you for a second. You're what, 23? What? Yeah. Are you 23? Yes. Yeah. Okay. About to turn 24 in a couple months. Okay. You're 23 years old. You're a producer of the number one show on KMBZ in the afternoons. The number one show in Kansas City in the afternoons. That's true. I, I wasn't saying like the KMBZ. number one show oh, on KMBZ. Oh. <laughs> I, I said that wrong. The number one show I was saying... KMBZ is the radio yes, station. Yes. But the number one show in Kansas City is on KMBZ. And I get to produce news. You do. You're my producer too for for that time frame that I anchor or was that time frame that I anchored, which tomorrow You will be back. <laughs> tomorrow. So we're recording this on Tuesday night, Wednesday. If you listen to the Dana and Parks show, uh, I will not be your news anchor anymore. We will have one Mr. Mark Levois. <laughs> Mark and I switched anchoring shifts because he had some scheduling conflicts. Yeah. So he asked if I would switch with him, and I agreed without he hesitation. Know what he's into. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> and I expect news to be pre- pretty crazy here for the next uh, couple weeks. Good luck, Mark. Anyway, speaking of crazy things. So a couple weeks ago, Sam, we were talking, Nathan and I were talking about this information that was released in the stimulus package Mm. that Congress released that had to do with UFOs and information being released. It was a 180-day countdown to when the government was going to release all the information they know about UFOs. Wow. So we're at day, I would say, 160 or something like that now. It's been a little while. Oh, this was the first stimulus package. No, this was the second. It was a 180-day countdown. We're oh, at like we're, 160. we're still counting down. Sorry, yeah. I was Something like that. Confused. No. So, yeah. We're, we're, we're still on the countdown. Well, did you hear about the, the scientist, I think it was from Israel, who said aliens are real. There is a galactic federation and the government knows aliens are real, but the people are not ready for it yet. Well, you know how like the whenever there's a new president, they get like the briefing and mm-hmm. they get find out like what's in Area 51 and or is there Area 51? <laughs> there's an Area 51. Did you see the pictures the other day that somebody got of Area 51 and like there was a garage door open to like no. one of the hangars and there was like a triangle shaped 
like flying aircraft of some sort in there. Weird take. Do you think that they're just building weird planes and flying them around? No, I think that's completely possible. Like, I think that <laughs> that the I think the military is constantly working on different prototypes to continue to evolve in aircraft. Right. For war. We're like, that's a UFO. No, it's actually just a plane we've never well, seen. Well, no, it is an unidentified flying well, true, object. Actually. So it, we don't know what it is. It's still a UFO. Semantics. Anyway, so this guy thinks there's alien like legions or what you say? What'd I, you I don't it? remember where this guy got his credibility, but it was a news story because this guy was so involved in studies of space and he said outright that governments around the world have been in contact with aliens and there's a galactic federation and an underground base on Mars or something and they just don't tell people because we couldn't handle it. I don't think we could handle it. I think it would be such a shock. I've never been a person that that believes in alien life forms, but at this point, at this point and everything that has happened in 2020, nothing would surprise me. Now, this guy was like 85 years old, so he might just have a few screws coming loose. Mm -hmm. But at one point, he was a really smart guy, so you have to take his word, right? And the fact that a galactic federation is literally part of like three cartoon TV shows. So I don't know if he was just watching too much Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. But now there's another new finding. I think this is from KDFW, which is a news source that I'm not aware where that's at or, or what it is. But anyway, I'm just going to read it to you. A spacecraft orbiting Jupiter discovered an FM radio signal from from Ganymede. No, we're not acting on anonymity. I can say that word now. Anonymity. I can't read that word. Ganymede? Ganymede. One of the gas giants... Moons. One, oh, oh, gas giant. Yes, the, one of Jupiter's moons. Okay. The discovery marks the first time a signal has been detected from Ganymede. Ganymede. That sounds like, like the name of something from one of those space cartoon shows. Sounds like a prehistoric drink. Patrick Wiggins, a NASA Utah ambassador, cautioned it's probably not aliens. Okay, he said probably not aliens, but... Because of everything that's been happening, I'm going to just take a, a flying leap into a, a conclusion here. Really? Flying. <laughs> and say this is aliens. Mm. And we talked about this before we even started the live stream. And you have a theory of why they're trying to contact us through FM radio signals. Well, I don't know about the whole FM radio signal thing, but I truly believe that there are alternate life forms somewhere else in this universe Basically because if you just look up, I mean, there's stars everywhere. All of those stars have rocks flying around them. Mm -hmm. So somewhere there's a planet that can sustain life. I just think that if... Whoa, 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 whoa. You're concluding that there's a planet that can sustain life because there's rocks flying around... Well, yeah, because if you think about it... ...falls of fire. If you think about it, the only reason humans exist on Earth is because... We won't get into the religious versus evolution thing, (laughs) but on the science side of things, it's because there was the proper minerals and heat and 
things that we needed to grow as a race and evolve. And so there has to be some other rock somewhere else in the universe that's floating just as just far enough away from their star to have the same situation, right? I don't know. Are you asking me? I don't know. I'd say it has. Anyway, my theory is that there are aliens out there somewhere and they have made contact with humans and just decided that we're, we're too dumb to actually entertain. So they thought contacting us through radio would be their safest right. option. Yeah. So, Cause then we couldn't contact back. Right. They don't have like a call line. They don't want to FaceTime us because <laughs> they don't want to see that. And they don't want us to see them. And thus Korean pop was born. And <laughs> so if they just communicate through FM radio, which the entire time it's been Korean pop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we thought that those were like really talented young Asian people and K-pop channel. Actually, it's actually aliens. There you go. We solved it right there. So anyway, here's the not as fun news. So Wigan says it's not ET. It's more of a natural function. Blech. Spacecraft called Juno was moving across a region of Jupiter. Blah, 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 blah. It just has something to do with like energy and stuff. We don't even care. I'm not even going to read exactly what Yeah, there's was. a lot of words there, and I, I don't really... I was trying to read that earlier, and I was like, these are a lot of big words. Although he's got a decent point. I mean, if you think about it, radio waves are just a bit of energy at a certain frequency, right? And so that rock could be omitting such frequencies mm-hmm. without and it being it only It only played for like five seconds, which I think is pretty impressive, because if you can get a solid signal for five seconds from your radio... Maybe that was KMBZ bouncing <laughs> off of the moon of Jupiter. You know how strong KMBZ like signal is. Like a hundred million watt signal. Okay, so we have a good friend of ours that's really into Bitcoin. Mm. Do you know who I'm talking about? Is it is it Chris? Chris, it yes. is Chris. He's very into Bitcoin. He got in pretty early on, and he's actually got some some money saved up in Bitcoin. I always, really. I always see him talking about it. I don't know how much he's got, but it's definitely not as much as this guy potentially has. Stefan Thomas has just two chances left to get his hands on his 240 million, can I even say dollar million? That would be euro. Euro. Oh, wait, no. No, that's euros. Million Bitcoin fortune. Well, so it's... it's Okay, Bitcoin's translated into... American dollars is $240 million. Correct. He has 7,002 Bitcoin. Okay, so he he won this Bitcoin. You know, I'm just going to read it again. Thomas is a San Francisco-based computer programmer, which means he's really smart. And a decade ago, he was given 7,002 Bitcoins as a reward for making a video explaining how cryptocurrency works. At the time he was paid, they were worth two to six dollars each. Yeah. So he's like, no biggie, stashed them away in his digital wallet and forgot about them. Well, now each Bitcoin is worth thirty-four thousand, and his digital wallet is now valued at two hundred and forty million dollars. Here's the problem. He forgot his password. You would think as a programmer. Uh. 
that's something that you'd remember. Well, you have to change those things so stinking much well, that, true. you know, like after a while you've created like, okay, this is my password that I generally use. And then they're like, you can't use that again. And you're like, okay, this is my new password that I generally use. Are you the type of person that just changes the number? Um, when you no, have to put a new password? I, I don't, I, I don't want to give away like what I do for my passwords, but I'm that going to silly. tell you <laughs> that I use phrases. Ah, oh gosh, I bet I could figure out a lot of your passwords I use now. <laughs> phrases and then I replace things with numbers and symbols. Yes. Yeah. I feel like my, my passwords are fairly secure, but I've had to change it so much that like, I can't remember like what was my go-to 10 years ago. Like I might change it to like different variants of like my phrase, but 10 years ago, I wasn't using the whole phrase system. So then you have to go back and think about like what you were, what you were doing then and like what you would have used as your password. So I got a random generated password for my email when I was in Catholic grade school. Uh huh. Like an auto generated, like yeah. complicated one. I still remember that. And I still use variations of that today, but it's so interesting Everybody seems to have this issue at some point in their life. They go to log into an account that they haven't used in a long time. Now, granted, my accounts that I try to log into don't have $240 million in them, sadly. <laughs> um, but then we just have to sit there and like go through all of those passwords that we've used all of our lives and like, hmm, how many times can I type this in? But when you have a situation like that and you have a max on how many times I you can try. I think he had, he has 10 tries and he's used eight of oh them. Oh my gosh. So he has two more left. If he, if he gets it wrong on the 10th guess, it's going to, what did it say? Encrypt it. it the device auto encrypts all contents after the 10th and accurate guess. So he's on number eight. So he has two more guesses. I think he has one more like, this is my best guess of what it is. And then other people have offered like to go through a side door. Like they'll figure it out. They'll go through a side door and figure out how to get into his digital wallet. For half the money. Well, they're asking for a percentage <laughs> of it. I think they're asking for like 10%, which if by on the ninth guess, if I don't get it, I'm paying somebody 10%. Oh yeah, for sure. To get into it for me. Well, here's the thing though, as a programmer, shouldn't he know how to use the side door himself? Well, maybe he's not that kind of programmer. Maybe, I mean, this was a long time ago. Maybe he was like a young student at the time and maybe he's just been doing like general programming work and not like. Mm, true. Uh, I, I don't know, Sam. Anymore. I don't know. Where's the forgot my password button? Guy is right. I mean, come on. <laughs> Will it email me my yeah, password right? <laughs> if I forget it? So we've all had this situation where we couldn't get into something. The The only time I can think of where it was like a dire situation, like not like this dire situation, but right. it was a pretty serious situation. My, my husband, we were, as a family, we were driving to Omaha. My husband was going to perform a funeral for a, a dear friend of ours. I feel like perform a funeral sounds weird. He was going to do a funeral. Anyway, sorry. I don't know what other word to use. <laughs> He was going to do a funeral. He's a pastor. So he's going to do the funeral. And so we're driving and the kids are in the back seat. And one of them asked to play with his iPhone. And they, as a joke, changed his password. And then could not remember 
what Ooh. they changed it to and, and tried so many times. The it, auto erase function. Yeah, he got locked out. So he got it ended up being like days he got locked out of his phone because they tried so many times to get into it. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yes. So he's we're out of town. He's supposed to be doing this funeral, and all these people have to contact him for connections for the funeral. And he has no he doesn't have any of his contacts. He's got nothing for them. He ended up having to go to his parents' house and contact them through his Facebook. Like, get on his parents' (laughs) computer, go to his Facebook, contact everybody to let them know that they had to text me, and then I had to hand over my phone to him so that he could use that. And then you didn't have a phone. Well, it wasn't as dire for me. (laughs) I didn't care as much, but... Oh my gosh. I remember like, it was like J West rage on the kids at that point. Like, and J West rage means like he was infuriated, but the way that looks is he just like huffs and puffs a lot. I've never seen him mad. (laughs) When you say J West rage, I'm like, is this some mythical creature that you're talking about? He got mad. Um, so sorry, honey, for sharing your stories about you getting angry. <laughs> Here's an example of him actually getting mad. He, last year on Christmas Eve, like it was his first year at the church that we're at and things didn't go right during the Christmas Eve service. And we were all kind of sad because we had an expectation for what we wanted. And so he was feeling real down about like how things went. And then when we got home, we're supposed to open up our PJs. Like, that's our Christmas Eve tradition is to open up PJs. But he has this horrible habit of not marking his gifts correctly when he wraps them. And I'm very careful. Like, this year, all the gifts that were PJs, I put a red and white three. His and the kids. (laughs) I put a red and white string around them. And that meant those were the box with the PJs in them. And then I wrote on the bottom of the box... PJs. <laughs> well, he could not remember what box was my PJs. And he got so mad that he just started ripping open every gift under the tree until he found them. And Christmas was great the next day. And we just all sat there quietly. <laughs> he got over it real quick. But so, Dad, what did I get? <laughs> once he found the PJs and had to rewrap all the gifts, things, things got better after that. Wow. Man, I've never had, well, so my bank, I I do my banking on my phone. Like every other normal human being. Right, right? except for Scott Parks, who still writes checks. Well, yeah, that's, yep. Anyway, um, so it's a new thing now on the app that if you don't get it right the first time, it says you have two more tries or you'll be locked out of your account. It just makes me nervous when you say it. I know. And like I type really fast. So sometimes I just get a letter wrong and then I freak out like, oh, did I change my password and forget? Do I try it again? If I try it again, I only get one more try. (laughs) (laughs) Will it let me back in if I get locked out? Thankfully, every time I've always just typed one number wrong and get in the second time. It's all that matters. There was like no climactic point in that story. I was expecting you to have me to get locked out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's never happened. No. no, thankfully. And I do use the forgot my password button like on my school email at UMKC, mm-hmm. which I haven't used in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, every single time I log in, I have to use <laughs> forgot my password. I forget my Apple 
like my Apple ID all the time because I rarely use it. Like once I put it in there, then everything is is set on that. And then like I'm randomly downloading something or buying new Apple something. And it's like, what's your Apple ID? I'm like, oh, shoot. I have so many questions for this guy, though. Like if they encrypt it, can he get it back? I, I got so many questions. Well, I think if they encrypt it, it's gone. Also, how did you not it's pay attention currency. between what, what was it? $2. So between the $14,000 mark <laughs> yeah. and the $240 million mark, <laughs> that's a big window. How did you not at some point be like, hmm, let me make sure I can still log in? I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things where like he was like at some point he, when it started gaining value, he probably thought like, oh, I'll have oh, to access crash. that account at some point. But this last week, it like skyrocketed and it's come back down a little bit since then. But I'm sure that was like, a, you know what? I'm sitting on a lot of money here. And maybe he's got something going on in his life where he's like, I, I could really, really use 240 mil right now, though, if he had that much money in his account the entire time, he probably doesn't need a lot of money. Right. I would have accessed that thing way <laughs> sooner. <laughs> Thinking what two to six dollars a piece, and he had seven thousand. I mean, I know a lot of people that do like online coin trading, which is essentially Bitcoin, but with like other currencies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they get out of the market after it goes up like two dollars, not uh-huh. whatever that was thirty two or thirty three thousand nine hundred something. Yeah, I'm excited to keep watching this story and see what happens. I hope the guy actually gets his password correct. Apparently he's just been like laying there just thinking about I was gonna like say, what I, it could possibly be. If that were me, I would be staring at the ceiling for days. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Okay, I have a really sweet story for you and I'm going to need to open up the article because even though it's a real long story, there's some facts about it in this story that are so sweet and I don't wanna miss out on it. It's a love story, Sam. No. And even better than that, it's a love story about old people. Did they have to have a picture of the couple kissing? Oh my gosh, I think that is so cute. Like, I think old people, like, madly in love is the best thing ever. Like, stands the test of time. Like, there's not a lot of physical attraction going on, though it's probably there. I find, like, the older, like, as you grow older, you change and you start looking older. Like... You don't see that person as old. You know, when you really love that person, you you still see them as like this person that you love and you don't even pay attention to like the age that's happening to them. However, this couple hadn't seen each other for a real long time. They weren't married for like 50, 60, 70 years or anything like that. This couple was high school sweethearts. Mm. They dated for a couple years in high school, were crazy about each other, both each other's first boyfriend, girlfriend, first love. She Aww. lived across the bay from him. And at night, he would flip his front porch light off and on just to tell her good night. That sounds and like I a think movie. that was like the sweetest thing. Well, he was a year older than her. And he moved to another city to work. And two years later, he came back um, to find her. And her family had moved. Well, that was like way back in the day where there wasn't internet. And so trying to find somebody was extremely difficult. And so they both moved on in their lives, married other people, lived out a lifetime with, with that love. And her husband eventually passed away. 
And they reconnected and it doesn't say that it was over Facebook, but I assume it had to be over some social media site because she noticed two years later after she lost her husband, he lost his wife. So she reached out to him. She's like, I'm sliding in those DMs. (laughs) Slid into his DMs (laughs) to let him know like that she knows what he's going through and that it's going to be okay and um, that things will get better. And he was married for 60 years. Yeah. You're like reading the actual facts yeah, of the story. No, no, go right ahead because I'm just like reviewing off of memory from when I read it earlier. His name is Harvey. No, her, her last name, is Harvey. name is Harvey. What's her first name? Um, Fred and Florence. Fred and Florence. <laughs> this seriously sounds like a Disney movie. Fred and Florence. That is just And stay so tuned for the motion picture adorable. coming out. Okay, so she was married for 57 years and had five children. Wow. And then he was married for 60 years and had two children. His wife died of dementia. Oh, that's so sad. How do you die of dementia? Dementia is a, like it deteriorates the, your brain I didn't know you muscle. could die of dementia. Yeah, though. to I the point just... that it doesn't send oh. signals for your body to function. That's depressing. It's what my grandmother is dying of. That's also depressing. <laughs> Thank really you. depressing. It's what my grandfather passed away from. Oh. So, and you, you're just... Okay, sorry. I didn't know that he died from dementia. I just knew that he had dementia. Okay. I didn't... I didn't anyway. So back to the happy okay, story. So I'm, I'm going to read this part right here because I don't want to leave out any details. So when Harvey heard that Paul's wife passed away, Harvey is Florence, heard that Fred's wife passed away. She called to reassure him that things would slowly get better. During that first conversation, which occurred a day after Valentine's Day, Aww. they spoke about their separate lives, their children and ga- grandchildren and celebrated each other's happy memories. Months later, on his birthday in July, Florence surprised Fred by coming to Toronto, where they were finally reunited. Just three days after reuniting, the couple were ready to get married. Their families, of course, were concerned and questioned why they moved so fast. But Florence and Fred had no doubts that they wanted to spend the rest of their lives together. Paul Paul is Fred, was also one month away from starting treatment for stomach cancer. Oh, my gosh. Aww. She's going to lose her first love. But um, Flor- but Florence was committed to being by his side through throughout the good and the bad, no matter what that meant. Okay, so there's a quote in here. Oh, my God. They're so cute together. They are so cute together. See, why together. couldn't they use that as the top picture? Why'd they have to have the one of them the, macking? The, okay, there's, Sam's referencing a picture where she's holding a bouquet and he's standing <laughs> next to her, but the picture at the top of the page is of, like, an elderly couple making out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Awkward. so on August 8th, they exchanged vows in front of family, close friends, it was during the pandemic, so they didn't have a lot of people there. Um, their marriage was official was officiate, officiated by the church's lead pastor, who conducted more than 500 wedding ceremonies in his career, but said this one was the most moving, most profound service he had ever been a part of. They both had been married for years and had created families and memories of wonderful lives. They both had truly fulfilled their vows to their spouse in sickness and in health, in joy, in sorrow, to love and cherish as long as we both shall live. So then um, Harvey, which is, is that Florence? That would be Florence, yep. Okay, 
So Florence said the couple plans to retrace the first chapters of their story by visiting their childhood town where they met and fell in love those years ago. That is so sad uh, and, then and happy. Hold on. There's, there's another quote that I have to find. Did I skip over it? Could you be a... Could you imagine being married for 60 years? Yeah. That's a long time. I mean, it's like been, four of my lifetimes. I mean, I, I'm i not like close to being married for 60 years, but I've been married for 21 years. I feel like that's uh, a pretty that's, good chunk of time. You'll make it to 60. As if we both survive. Oh. You got some cynical plans over huh, there? No, 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 not at all. He's got more <laughs> life insurance than I do. <laughs> so you do have some cynical plans over there. <laughs> No, when my kids say like, you know, who who would we who would you save if, if we were falling over a mountain or whatever? Elvis. Well, I always tell them, guys, if Dad and I are falling over a mountain and you have to decide who you're going to save, <laughs> save me because Dad has a bigger life insurance policy. We'll go to Disney World. Ouch. Okay, here's the quote. Okay, says you were the first young man to walk me home in my teens. I guess you'll be the last man to walk me home. I just got goosebumps. Isn't that just the sweetest That is super thing? sweet. Oh my god. Especially, I mean, we live in a world now where there's so many stinking divorces. Like uh-huh. marriage used to be the true you're locked in for life and now everybody just gets divorced and these people found their way back together. Well, like the, and and it wasn't even like they went through a horrible divorce, which right. I, it's okay if you went through a horrible divorce and then you find the love of your life. Like, I'm so happy for you, too. But, like, this was, they they had a, a good relationship with the person that they were with and had a wonderful marriage and was completely committed to this other human until they both passed away. And then they reunited. It's like... Uh, most people can have a hard time finding one true love in their life, not alone two. And so I think that's really cool. I don't have anybody that's like, if my husband passed away, that I'd be like, maybe one day I'll rekindle a flame with Jacob or anything I feel like, like if you're having that thought while you're married, that's a problem. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't think they had that thought while they were married. I, I do make plans. Like, if my husband died, what would I do? You have a backup? No, Does I don't. He know I this? don't have a backup. Oh. I I realize like how much I like being alone. I don't think I would ever remarry. Like I would live in a cute little apartment all by myself, and then I would probably with Elvis and fourteen with cats. Elvis. <laughs> but Elvis won't live too long either because he's a big dog. Um. Anyway, like my kids are so close to like being out of the house that there would like I don't need a husband to like be a father figure for my kids. It's not like. I mean, a father figure will help them as they continue to grow. They'll still reach out to their father, but like they're not at that vital point in their childhood where I would need somebody in the house with me to right. help with the kids. I, I wouldn't remarry. I'd probably travel the world. Yeah. But anyway, the story got me thinking about Sounds like expensive. childhood sweethearts. Well, if I have his life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> You're really starting to convince me that you have something cynical planned no, here. This is something we joke about all the confession? time. I don't think he likes that we joke about this all the time. Probably but not. But it's something we joke about all the time. Okay, but this got me thinking about like your your childhood like sweetheart. Like, 
uh, who who was the first person that you like ever like liked where you were like this this is my girlfriend? Well, I mean, I had my first ever kiss in preschool. Whoa! That I did not choose Sam. to bring upon myself. <laughs> um, and you we actually got in a lot of trouble happened. for it. I don't remember like the details of what led up to it. I uh -huh. just remember that her name was Sasha, and she had some really big front teeth for somebody in preschool. <laughs> And it was right after lunch, uh -huh. and we had just oh, gotten back into the classroom. What was for lunch? I hope it wasn't fish sticks. I don't remember. But yeah, we had just gotten back into the classroom, and we were playing on like the, the whatever that play rug is called in preschools. And she just like attacked my face, and I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And then I got in trouble because for some reason I was the instigator. <laughs> But then my first girlfriend was in grade school in sixth grade. Uh -huh. I wasn't allowed to have a girlfriend yet. Uh huh. And uh, was this she one of those relationships? Grader. Oh, an older woman. Yeah. yeah. Was this one of those relationships where you just kind of said, "This is my girlfriend. This is my yeah." Like we and, stood together before really... school and after school, <laughs> and I think we hung out outside of school. If you don't count standing before and after, like, I don't know, twice, uh -huh. maybe three times. She did live next to Matt Castle, which was cool. So one of the times that I went to her house, I played catch with Matt Ooh. Yeah. Wow. She that brings rich. new meaning to friends with benefits. You should go to go to Catholic school. You could find some, some rich, <laughs> rich people. Okay. So I, let me tell you about my relationship real quick and then I'll tell you what we're going to do. So when I was in kindergarten, Taking it um, way back. Yeah, in kindergarten, I I met this boy. His name was Justin. And we just became automatic, like, best friends. Like, we always played together on the playground. There was, like, this big, like, fire engine jungle gym. And so we'd always play like we were firemen. And, I mean, I, I don't know what it was about him. Like, we were just <laughs> really good friends. And then people would, like, tease us and say, we're your boyfriend and girlfriend and... Like, I, I guess I I liked him out of default. Like, we had just been friends for so long that I thought, I guess this is the guy I'm going to marry. And, like... Isn't it funny how kids think? Yeah, we were, like, <laughs> really close all the way through fifth grade, and then I moved. Oh, man, you broke his heart. And I And, like, there was no social media or anything like that. I mean, you had a house phone, and so it wasn't right. like I was going to give him my number to call me later. Well, you guys had house or, phones that many years ago? Okay. <laughs> wow, I didn't know Nathan was going to show up. Oh, geez, wow. Is that the door opening on its own? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what happened to Justin, but I had this idea, which just may just be opening just a horrible door to not goodness. But we should look up on Facebook and see if we can find what these people are doing. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say what this guy's last name is, but I'm going to look Justin up on Facebook. I hope there's not... It's not like a normal last name, and so there can't be a lot of people with this last name, so I'm really holding out hope that... I had Facebook in sixth grade, so uh -huh. I know that I'm friends with um, my previous suitor okay so this guy we we met in iowa and so the the profile is going to have to say something about maybe living in that region at least Found he has mine. to be around okay 
Okay, can you see yours profile to know what they're doing? Yes. She now lives in Denver, Colorado. So what's she doing in Denver, Colorado? Living. Oh, uh, she is a cultivation technician for oh my gosh, a marijuana-growing <laughs> place. So she's making some good money She's making then. some pot. <laughs> and pot variety things. I cannot. Devil's lettuce. I can't find my Justin. Man, if only you had Facebook in 1922. There's a lot. There's, there's, <laughs> oh, wait, this one, maybe Missouri State. No. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Totally squirrel, but I did not know that you had the signed ECAP picture on your wall. The picture of all of us. Yeah, that's like so awesome. our entire crew. What was wrong Don't with my you, hair? You had crazy hair in that picture. <laughs> okay, the picture that Sam is talking about was um the gift I got as the station manager from That's right. All of the DJs at our college radio station, ECAP Radio. It was a professional picture taken by Maggie Swanson. That's right. Shameless plug. Everybody signed the photo and gave it to me before I left. Okay, did you find him? No, there's way more Justins with that last name than I thought there was going to be. I should have, like... This feels borderline creepy. It's a little creepy. Are you a Facebook stalker? Like, do do you stalk people on social media to learn more about them? Okay, honestly, I can find people on very little information, which shocks me that I haven't found this guy yet. But then again, I'm trying to find him while we're doing a show. So given some ample time... But instead of like finding people, find do you ever just like, like, man, I wonder what this person is like. And so you just click on their page and you just scroll through it. I'm no, I might think of somebody from high school and be like, hey, I wonder what that person is doing. And then I'll go look them up. And usually they don't have a Facebook page or their account is locked and I can't really see a whole lot. So and you have to send that awkward friend request like, I wonder if they remember me. Oh, my gosh. I found him. Oh, you did. Yes. Here's a picture of him, and he's got a daughter. I assume that's his daughter. Wow. He is a um. He's got, got a, a big da- beard. He's got a dad bod, and, <laughs> and nice PC way to put that. A beard. Uh, it appears that he has a daughter. Let's see if it says what he does for work. He works for an ADT security company. Not as cool as growing pot. <laughs> I think I win. Oh my gosh. You know, it's really weird to go back and like, see like, that's the kid that I played on the fire engine with. Like Mm -hmm. we were best friends. That's the person that I was going to marry. Like, does he look at all similar? Not some people. No, not like I remember, but then again, like we were friends up until fifth grade. That was a really, really long time ago. But like you could put a picture of me next to a picture of me from like first grade and be able to tell that it's the same person. But some people, as they grow, their facial structure changes so much that they look like totally different human beings. Well, and he's got a lot of facial hair. That doesn't help, yeah. And so that kind of changes the appearance. He was a real, real skinny boy. Weren't we all? And he is not a real, real skinny (laughs) boy now. We'll go back to the dad bod comment from a second ago. But he seems real proud of the fact that he has a daughter. Okay, hold on. Let me... me 
let me not contact him. That I was going to say, what are you going to hit him up? I was doing. Slide into those DMs? No, I was looking to see his profile picture, but he's only got three profile pictures that I can see. That's because, yeah, you're not friends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that, that was, was fun. <laughs> <laughs> was it, <laughs> it would be awkward if I contacted him and was like, that hey, would be awkward. do you remember me kindergarten through fifth grade? Yeah, right. <laughs> They called me Dos Beckys. Oh, there's Elvis finally chiming in. It took a while. Hi, buddy. It did take a little while. Um, there, There's actually a really awkward part to that story that I didn't share about my relationship with Ooh. Justin. Around the third grade, um, I decided that I was pregnant because I had a real bad stomach ache. Because I ate a lot of watermelon one day. I mean, that would be a scientific and achievement right there. My sister and I both thought we were pregnant because our stomachs were really hurting that day. And I remember we were roller skating and she's like, hey, be careful of the baby. And I was like, right, right, right. So when I went to school the next day, I told somebody, I told Kelly Valentine, huge mistake. I should look her up and see what she's doing. Did you just say a last name? I did. I didn't say anything bad about her. Not yet. Anyway, I told <laughs> Kelly Valentine and she was like, what? You're pregnant? Who got you pregnant? And I was like, uh, Justin? Justin? We held he's, hands. He's the guy that like I was going to marry someday. I didn't know that you had to do something to get pregnant. I just assumed it happened like when you loved somebody. Anyway be a lot so more then kids in the world everybody started making fun of, fun of justin oh yes you made people bully him and i was like don't make fun of him it's true and then kelly valentine went home and asked her mom that night and her mom told her she didn't tell her the details but she told her that is not possible and so kelly told everybody that i actually wasn't pregnant and I was like, well, I guess we'll just see. And then eventually in fifth grade, I moved. <laughs> and I was finally done with that horrible past that continued to How haunt me through fourth now? and fifth grade. <laughs> 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 Joke's on your family. Anyway, There's another one. It's part of shameful part of my past. I don't like to admit too often, but I thought I was pregnant in third grade. <laughs> And what was it like when you actually got pregnant? Were you like, man, I really missed that stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was that easy. Well, Sam, thank you for joining me. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I, I'm so happy that I get to be in this studio. I've seen it through a camera so many times. And now you're actually here in person. And we don't we don't get to like work together together anymore because of COVID. So this is real, you know, it, and COVID actually brought us together. Nathan, having COVID meant that you got to come to my house right. and hang out with for me. For the first time. Yeah. So Nathan, thank you for getting COVID first. So Sam could come hang out with me. And this is the time where Elvis gets real excited and won't stop barking. and He knows it's almost over. Yeah. All right, guys. Join us for the live stream on Friday. Here's I'll be here. Sam will be here. We're talking about doing something with Elvis for this live stream. I'm not sure we actually will, but this would be the time to do it because Nathan won't ever agree to that. <laughs> uh, I got to take those opportunities when I have them. 
All right. I guess, how do we close this out? I mean, Nathan's not here. So. I'm not Nathan. And I'm Rebecca. We, we out. out. <laughs> oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.